This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Well, good morning, everybody. Good to be with you. Honored to have just a few minutes to look into the Word of the Lord. We've been in a series that we've called Known, and looking into this whole concept of intimacy with God and being known by Him. And it doesn't stop there, being known by others, being known by you. This is where God's building family and community. If you believe that, say amen in the church, and that's what it's all about. We are one body that's moving together um, into amazing, amazing things. I felt such a grace today just in the worship, like truly believe the Lord is up to something right now, and it's, it's amazing. It's an incredible time. Uh, Wendy and I just got back yesterday um, from South Africa, and so we don't know who we are right now. I'm trying to figure out, like, what's going on. But um, we actually had a little confusion in our family because we told our son, who's away in college, that we were coming back on Friday. But he didn't realize it was a two-day trip from South Africa back home. So we didn't get back until Saturday, a 17-hour and 33-minute flight direct from Cape Town to Atlanta. And then we had to get here again. In fact, during the trip, when you look at that screen, the flight tracker, and I saw you only have eight hours and 45 minutes left in the trip, all the breath left my lungs. <laughs> I was like, God, I can't do this. I can't do it. But it was, it was a, a, a beautiful time, but we had some confusion because Luke, because he thought we were back Friday, which was his birthday, he looked on uh, Life 360. Does anybody have Life 360? It's where you can see where your friends and family and loved ones are. Luke's the only one that signed up for it. The other kids said it's too controlling dad, so they wouldn't agree. Um, but anyhow, he was looking at Life 360 for us trying to see where we were. Now, South Africa is, is an amazing place, but there are some, some things going on over there right now with some kidnappings, abductions, crazy stuff like that. So he looked on Life 360 and the problem with that app is that when you take off from an airport, it'll kind of hang on to its location for a certain amount of time, and then it will show a, a point where you actually are. And so it was showing that Wendy was laying in a field somewhere, and I was about four miles you know, uh, in another direction. So he calls, called Savannah Juan and uh, Jesse and said, something's happened to mom and dad. <laughs> you know, but anyhow, so we, we made it home. Praise the Lord. We made it home. Um, and so I want to just, I want to just overflow a little bit out of my heart from what happened over there, a door open for us to spend, um, some time with a father and a mother in the faith, 68 years old and just get poured into. And it was, it was really beautiful. And, and, and the fruit I believe of our time there is significant, going to be significant in the days to come just in terms of this place, this region. So, you know, we had to go halfway across the world to, to actually, you know, grab a hold of something that God wants to do here. And the Lord was just so beautiful in that. So today I want to speak to you about what it means to find our home in God. Everybody say, in God. So we're trying to, you know, remove the instability from our hearts, be established as people in the earth on this thing called the rock of Jesus, and one of the keys to seeing that take place is to make our home in God or to find this home that he's building in our hearts in him. 
So I'm going to explain that in just a minute. But just to recap a little bit on our trip, um, you know, it was challenging over there in South Africa. It had um, some, some curveballs that got thrown away. Two days in, Wendy got sick, um, and that wasn't fun to watch. It was hot. I, I didn't realize it was the middle of summer in South Africa. And then they have this thing called load shed, shedding where the, the power goes off. And so it, all air conditioner stuff is gone. I mean, and if you're from South Florida, you get used to air conditioning, you are a weak missionary on the foreign field. Can I get an amen? So we actually, we tried to get our room cool because we knew it from 10, uh, midnight to 2 that the load shedding was coming on. So we pulled that thing on, on, on the coldest it could be. And then when, when that thing went off at midnight, man, it was like the gust of heat just came right into our room. And uh, we're like, oh, Lord, please deliver us from uh, these, this circumstance. But... Um, but in the midst of all of those feels and stuff on the front end of our trip and actually on the back end, when he got sick again, um, we entered into five days of morning till night time in the word of the Lord with this couple and with some other amazing leaders. And, um, God did something amazing inside of our hearts. It was incredible. It was incredible. And so on day three of the training, and this is kind of where I'm leading to in terms of what I want to talk to you about, I had this moment where a biblical concept, which I'm not going to go into today, that's for another time, where a biblical concept um, came and moved me in my understanding of it from here to here, and then from here to out here. And so that's what I want to talk to you about, this experience that I had, and it's not the first time I've had it, but it was another re-kind of awakening on the inside of me that there was this concept that I, that I knew and I understood, but it moved from there down into my heart, and then it just didn't even stay in my heart. It actually enveloped me, if that makes any sense at all. So that's kind of what happened. It was so dramatic that I could instantly sense the fruit of what had taken place in me and the effect that it was now having on the world around me. So if I could, I just want to take a few minutes and talk about this. Because there are some misunderstandings in our, in, our, in our understanding of process that God has us all in. Where he is moving us. I'm going to have Wendy bring something up. Just to illustrate this a little bit. You can bring both those things up and put them on the table. Because he's moving us from having just... A knowledge of Christ into this concept of Christ in us. So right here, this is us, this is Jesus, and this right here is a knowledge of God. It's an understanding of, oh, Jesus is probably real. He probably was the son of God. But this, if we don't move from here forward in our process, this can become just religion. Okay? And God wants to move us from revelation of who he is to inspiration on the inside of our hearts. From an understanding to where your being on the inside is inspired from the very depths of your soul. Do you remember the Old Testament prophet? He talked about like the word of God, like a consuming fire on the inside of him. That's what he was talking about. He was talking about moving from revelation to inspiration. Where our lives are being moved and fueled by the word of the Lord. See, knowledge 
can in, in, must inspire us. Otherwise, we just become clanging symbols, as Paul talked about. We have to be inspired by the word. Otherwise, when we talk about it and there's no authenticity on the inside, we're just ganging clongs and, and symbols. I don't even know if that's a word, clongs or glongs. Yeah, that's not, not. So we'll move on, all right? So what about Christ in us? Wendy, would you help me here with this? I want you to pour this into that glass. So pour some water into that glass. Go ahead, more. Fill me up, Lord, fill me. Okay, there it is, good. So that is Christ in you. And this is where salvation and life has visited our very being, right? The, the presence of Jesus now is on the inside of our frames. This is Christ in us. So we've moved from having a knowledge of Christ, but being empty of his presence to where now he resides on the inside of our hearts, right? This is, this is something that we've learned a lot about, we've heard a lot about, and it's where we move from inspiration to impartation, meaning something has been given to us and now resides on the inside. Is that making sense? Okay, this is a salvation reality. We've been saved. They're, they're, we have been rescued. God has done a work on the inside of us, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And inspiration must take place, impartation rather, must take place in us so that the culture of the world around us can be transformed. So we carry Christ in us. But here's what happened in this, this day three of the training. I realized that, man, we need to move from here to us in God. So not just an understanding of him or not just him and us, but us in the Lord. And the Bible talks about this all over the place, that we have been baptized into God, into Christ, but also we've been baptized into the Godhead. The crazy thing and why the Lord wants to move us all in this direction is we have been actually baptized into one another. Meaning God is after every single heart in his body to not just have a knowledge of him or not just have him in them, but have us in him together. This is where God is moving the church. We must move from impartation to transformation. And transformation is where we walk in authority enabled by God or the life of God in us to transform the world around us. Otherwise, if we just stay here, then we're being influenced by the culture still. And then and that gets that's very hard on a Christian's brain. We feel condemnation, we feel shame, which God doesn't want us to feel any of those things. But there's an issue going on because we don't have us in God where the atmosphere outside of us is surrounded in this ocean called the love of Jesus. This is where God is moving the church where you are in God. I want to show you a scripture that we're going to take some practical, practical application of this and just apply before we leave today. If you would look with me at Mark chapter 9, verses 1 through 7. I'm reading out the Passion Translation. And Jesus begins to speak, and he says this in verse 1. He says, I tell you the truth. He's, he's making 
Um, he's drawing attention to something that he wants them to grab a hold of. He said, there are some standing here now who won't experience death until they see God's kingdom realm manifest with power. God in us and us in God, where we begin to see and move from salvation, from religion to salvation and from salvation to the kingdom. He said, there's going to be some people that are going to experience this. Well, guess what? That's you. It began here, but there's been maturity over the last 2,000 years to where Holy Spirit is like, guys, this is for you. He wants you, before you die, to experience the power of God's kingdom. So verse 2, it says that after six days, he took Peter and the two brothers, Jacob and John, and hiked up to a high, high mountain to be alone. And then all of a sudden, Jesus' appearance was dramatically altered where he was transfigured before their eyes. So they had this understanding and this comprehension of God in Christ that they had never experienced before. Their eyes were open. This is what God is wanting to do to us. It's what he wanted to do with me on this trip. He wanted to open my eyes to something that I had knowledge of. But I didn't, have, I didn't have inspiration. I didn't have impartation. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have all of the depths of what he wanted in me um, where transformation was actually moving. Verse 3, it says that his clothing sparkled and became glistening white, whiter than any bleach in the world could make them. And then suddenly right in verse 4, in front of them, Moses and Elijah appeared and they began to speak with Jesus. So they're watching this whole thing going on. Can you imagine? And so Peter blurted out, because he, he, when we get nervous sometimes, we don't understand what's taking place in the presence of God. Instead of just being quiet, just kind of going with the flow, sometimes we just have to feel like we have to say something or do something, right? It's kind of how it works. We're like, oh, I don't know, what's going on? But, ah, you know, we just, especially the extroverts, we just say stuff that, that actually we wish we never would have said. And this is Peter's moment. Um, I so relate to him. He blurted out, Behold, teacher, it is so amazing to see the three of you together. Why don't we stay here, set up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. This is the epitome of religion. Let's camp right here in this moment instead of actually move forward into what God actually wants to do in us and wants us to experience. This is what Peter's suggestion is to, the, to Jesus. Listen to the greatest revival in human history is getting ready to touch down on planet Earth. And we're not going to camp. Listen, we got to prepare our hearts right now that we're not going to get religious, not know what to do, not know how to just give space. That's one of the reasons we're having the Transformation Weekend. You know, it's not a conference per se, but we're just, it's just a time where we're given some more space to see what God wants to do. We're going to show up as, 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 as ones with expectancy. God, do something in our mix as we, as, in our midst as we make some space for you. And we're not going to get religious in that, 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 that journey. We're going to give God room to just move and take us maybe into things and places that we've maybe never been before. It's exciting. The other interesting thing, verse 6 says, For all the disciples were in total fear... And Peter didn't have a clue what to say. This is where perfect love 
is going to come and begin to visit the church and cast out all fear, even when we don't understand. Even when we don't understand why we walk through certain trials or why God does this or does, does that. It's, it's going to, there's going to be a peace that surpasses all understanding. It's going to guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And his love is going to permeate every aspect, every fiber of our being. But here's the verse that I just want to close with, draw your attention to, because this is the practicals of how do we move from religion to salvation to kingdom. How do we move there? How do we get there? So here's what verse 7 says. Just then, a radiant cloud began to spread over them, enveloping them all. So it was a them in God moment. They were surrounded. They couldn't escape it. The sea of God's love had enveloped them. And then God's voice speaks suddenly from the clouds saying, listen to this carefully, this is my most dearly loved son. Always listen to him. Okay, let's just unpack that just quickly here. This is my son. This is where the father in his movement over their lives in this moment, which is going to, I believe, spread over the entire earth in the days and the months and the years to come. There is going to be conferred identity placed on the church in every single heart, in every single life. You are going to have conferred identity. What does the word conferred mean? It literally means an identity comparable to Jesus. When he was talking over his son, he said, this is my son. This is one who represents me to the world. Well, guess what? Now that Jesus lives on the inside of you and you live on the inside, inside of God, he is wanting to represent himself to the world through you, through me. And so God is wanting to establish over us as the body of Christ conferred identity where we know exactly who we are as the sons and daughters of God created in his image. This is where, and I could talk on this one for a long time, but this is where basically, in essence, we become the true and unified version of ourselves in Jesus. Whoa, what would that look like? Us actually being authentic people in the earth. How amazing and powerful. The people are longing for someone to be the most true and unified whole version of themselves versus the presented me or the perceived me. We live under those. What we're trying to make other, other people think about us or what we, what we think other people think about us. God wants you to be the most true and unified version of who you are in him. This is my son. This is my daughter. But then he moves and gives a little more nuance to this. He says, my most dearly loved son. If you look at it a little closer. My most dearly loved son. 
This is where God is wanting to give to the body, as he gave to his son Jesus, emotional security. Come on, what would that look like if our emotions were secure in the Lord through all things? Through the highs, through the lows of life, through the victories, through the challenges. Where emotionally, in our souls, our mind, our will, our emotions, were enveloped in the presence of God and we were emotionally secure. Come on, you ever freak out when something's happening? And then your emotions start to go down, you know, rabbit trails. Has anybody else experienced that besides me? But God is wanting to solidify us. Out of that conferred identity into emotional security. Again, just hitting highlights today for you just to process, just to think about. But the one that I want to finish on, and then the band can come back up. He says... Always listen to him. We were in the back today with our Harbor Life One crew that was here. And someone asked a a beautiful question about the season that we find ourselves in as a community. And the long and short of what I said in response to this question is it's a season where we're Listening, hearing, listening, and taking in the voice of God through Holy Spirit, i.e. the Spirit of Jesus to our lives in this moment, and following after him. But always listening to Jesus is God the Father's affirmation of our potential, hear me, to carry moral authority in the earth. Moral authority. Where we don't just stop at identity and we don't just stop at emotional security, but we're here on mission to carry moral authority in the earth and represent the nature of God, the essence of the Father, to the world around us. There's so much I could say about that, but if you just take one little piece of moral authority found in John chapter 13, verse 34, I'm going to read this, it's going to be my closing verse. He speaks and he says this. It's Jesus talking. He says, so now I am giving you a new commandment. You gotta, you gotta understand the context of this moment. Like, in fact, he even told him in another portion of scripture, he said, you've heard it said. There's a lot of stuff that you've heard said. But now I need you to listen to something that I'm gonna say to you right now. A new commandment. I am giving you. One of the things I'm seeing right now a lot in the church is people are paying attention and listening to things that really it's not even relevant for them anymore. Like we need to listen to Jesus. We need to be, be attentive to his voice in our lives. I'm giving you a new commandment. What is that? What does moral authority look like? It's this, to love each other just as I have loved you, 
you should love one another. Wow. So Jesus' moral authority that actually is positioning us to look like him is out of an overflow of love being extended to us. When you, come on, when you have an experience with love, you want to sell out, you want to give everything for that one that has loved you in this way, and then you begin to overflow into other people's lives that same exact love that you received from Jesus. bigger than even the beautiful Old Testament verse that says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. The problem with that is it's based out of you first loving yourself. It's about you, and then from there you can overflow into somebody else. Jesus is like, hey, a new commandment, love other people as I have loved you. The purity of the essence of the Father that dwells in me, that now lives on the inside of you as you are baptized into the Godhead. There is a moral authority that's going to be established on the earth that's going to change culture, that's going to transform cities and transform nations. And it's the love of God coming to us and then flowing through us to the rest of the world. Is anybody awake in here this morning? is building our lives upon this immovable rock where we cannot be shaken. Where we cannot be moved. We are authentic. We are not echoes. We are voices in the earth. We're not just ones that have an understanding of Jesus, but we know him. Experienced the beauty of salvation, but has transcended and moved us through process into the beauty of his rule and his authority. Hear this. Come on, somebody's heart. His rule and his authority in not only just the earth, but in your life. The things, oh God, that you have for us, that you've dreamed before we were even fashioned and formed in our mother's womb. God, let us see these things come to pass. you stand with me all over this place as we close. And just with your eyes closed, just to focus on the Lord for just a minute. Could you just maybe start to dialogue with him about this and maybe say these words as a request? God, I want to make my home in you. don't want to just know about you I don't as beautiful as it is just want to have you inside of me I want to be inside of you with a bunch of friends that want to change the world thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church podcast I hope that you were enriched inspired and blessed by what you heard Please subscribe on the podcast app and be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also download our Harbor Church mobile app. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.